Amen. Can we clap our hands to the Lord all over the building? Oh, I worship you, Jesus. Come on, give him some high praise. Hallelujah. 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 I believe the Lord is worthy. I believe he's worthy. I believe he's worthy. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the presence of the Lord on a Wednesday night? Hallelujah. There's no place I'd rather be than the house of God. Amen. I commend you. This is a wonderful crowd for a Wednesday night. Yeah, you you should applaud yourself. Being in the house of the Lord. I've seen churches that wish they had this much on Sunday. Amen, amen, amen. I believe the Lord is doing a tremendous work in each and every one of our lives. I, I always, that's fine, I always compare a revival to the first service. It's like when you're on a diet. You always go back to where you started, and you measure where you are to where you were. And, and if, in case you haven't noticed it, there's some of you that look a little lighter tonight than you did a couple of weeks ago. That lets me know the Holy Ghost has been doing a work in your life. And he's not done yet. Amen. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you tonight. The Lord spoke to me about 650 So I don't have much to go on, but I got a word. I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. I prayed yesterday. I prayed Monday. I prayed Wednesday. And the Lord was not speaking. And I don't like that. I said, Lord, I'm not one of those that can just pick a a sermon and go, I got to have a word. Give me a word. And finally, I just said, you know what? If I don't get dressed, I'm going to be late to church. While I was getting ready, the Lord gave me a scripture and a title and said, If you go preach this, I will continue what I started on Sunday night. You've got to get your mind ready for what God's going to do in your life. And I felt my helper just show up. God said, This is going to be part two. I said, Lord, you could have gave me part two earlier, but that's all right. I'm glad you gave it to me. Psalm 107 and one scripture, verse number 2. Amen. Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed, that's, that's you and I, of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the Lord, of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Here's what the Lord gave me, a declaration of determination. A declaration. Tonight we're going to make a stand. We're going to take a stand in the Holy Ghost. We're going we're to get where God wants us to get because some of us have been beat up and pushed around for far too long in the spirit world. And tonight... We're going to say so. We're going to say so. Devil, you can't go any further because I said so. Not my home.
because I said so. Not my job, because I said so. Come on, if you're believing, lift your hands to heaven right now. Ask the Lord to begin to move in your life. Oh, God, let the Spirit of the Lord begin to do a work in the hearts and the minds of people in this place. Lord, loose us in your spirit. I feel the power of God showing up in this place tonight. If you can get your faith elevated, if you can, if you can get rid of the unbelief, I'm telling you, God is going to activate some things in the spirit tonight. Oh, do a work in the name of Jesus. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Lord spoke to me before church and said, my people are in an identity crisis. I said, all right, Lord. He said, there is a failure to understand who they are in God. You've got to understand something. Yes, you are a human being. Yes, you are a father, a husband, a mother, a wife. Yes, we feel roles on this earth, but there is no greater role that you will feel other than being a child of God. That's who you are. That's, that's going to be who you will be for eternity. You are joint heirs with Christ. There are too many people that are struggling with their identity in the Lord. And when you don't understand who you are, when you don't have a clear understanding of your identity, you will constantly struggle in living for God. You have to, It's imperative. You have to understand who you are in God. If you don't recognize who you are in God, the enemy will have a heyday in your life. You will constantly be in turmoil. You will constantly have problems. You will constantly have grief and, and, and fear and all of the emotions associated with an attack from the enemy. The enemy preys on people who don't know their identity. Hear me. You are not a lowly servant. You are not an outcast. You are not forsaken. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. He said you are a royal priesthood. The Bible says that he hath made us kings and priest. Just as much as there is a kingdom of darkness and there are princes and there are powers and there are nobles and there are all of these different dimensions in the kingdom, there are also roles in the kingdom of God. And God said, I'm going to make them kings. I'm going to make them priests. You are a royal priesthood. With royalty comes privilege, power, and authority. It's inherited. It's nothing that you do that deserves it. It's nothing you can do to attain it. It is transferred at the moment of birth. And when you're born again of water and of spirit, you inherit. 
privilege. You inherit power and you inherit authority. It's not by works of righteousness which men have done. It's nothing that we could do. It's a privilege. It's an, it's it's an, a responsibility that God gives us as children of God. He said, "I am going to give you power. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you dominion." Understand that Adam lost dominion when he sinned, but Jesus regained dominion. For the human race. So we have the same level of authority and power that Adam had when he was overseer in the Garden of Eden. God said, I'm going to take the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I'm going to give you my spirit. And when I empower you, I'm going to enable you to walk in a level of victory that nobody else has ever been able to live in. Now, here's my question. If you have the power... If you have the authority, if you have the privilege, then why are so many people allowing the enemy to have his way in their life? Why are so many people allowing the enemy to mess with their minds and mess with their home and mess with their family? It's like the enemy uses so many of us as a punching bag. It's, it, it's like he just stands there and beats on us and beats on us, and there is no retaliation from us. That's not who you are in God. That's not what God designed for you. That's not what he envisioned for you. I say tonight, it's time to stand up in the Holy Ghost. I say tonight, it's time to get a backbone back. It's time to get some power where it needs to be. Some authority in the Spirit. You've let hell run over you way too long. You've let the enemy run over your mind way too long. It's time to get a level of determination. Can't let hell get all up in your business and not fight back. If hell doesn't see resistance, he'll have his way. If the enemy doesn't see that there is someone there that's going to fight back, you let an intruder break into a house and nobody's home, they're going to do whatever they want to do because there's nobody to resist them. But if they get if they open that door and they hear somebody stirring, they understand real quick, I I don't have time to stay here and work because there is a force present that will resist me. That's what happens in the Holy Ghost. When things start coming into your life and you just sit here and you let it walk all over you and you try to read self-help books here and you try to figure things out and you don't fight back, honey, the hell will have a heyday in your home. You have to stand up in the spirit, understanding your authority in God and say, not my family, not my mind, not my marriage. Not my church. You gotta fight back. Determination. Determination. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, this deals with two realms. It deals with identity and it deals with authority. When you say so or you take a bold stand, you are one declaring, I'm a child of God. You are taking a stand and revealing. It's like it's like a it's like a cop pulling out a badge. 
This is who I am right here. I was working, I was working one day with a, a buddy of mine. He, he, uh, he was a police officer, part-time police officer. And uh, he asked me one day, you want to come ride with me? Yeah, I don't want to be a police officer. I don't want to get shot at, but I just want to watch you write people tickets. So he said, well, come. And, and, we, and, and he got half off at the barbecue place. So I said, I'll come ride with you. And so we got up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Now, I don't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning for many things. You know, if the Lord's going to use you in dreams, you've got to sleep a lot. And so I want to give God plenty of opportunity. <laughs> I want that thing to just unfold, Lord. Don't be rushed. And so I don't get up at 5 o'clock for many things. But that was donuts. I was up. And that was going to be barbecue. So I had a good ending and a good, and a good beginning and a good ending. And, and uh, we, were, we were sitting there. We were hunkered down in a little median there in a small town of Rose Pine, Louisiana. And we were, we were parked there. And, and he was around the curve. And, and he, he taught me a few tricks. He goes, cops turn their radar detectors off until they see you come around. But that way you can't pick up on it. So I was also learning on what to do and not to do. And it was amazing to me how many guys were blazing through there. I mean, breakneck speed. And he would hit them lights, and we'd, we'd, we'd just spin those tires, and we'd come racing out of there, lights on, guns a-blazing, if you please. And we pulled up behind them. Those guys jumped out. They walked over the window. They showed their badge, and they just went back to their truck, and they took off. And it amazed me. I said, look, look at that. They didn't, you didn't even get a chance to get out your car and go give them a ticket. He said, that's who they are. That's their identity. And you know, when, we, when hell comes at us like that, when we take a stand in prayer and we take a stand in the spirit, the hell knows I can't mess with them like this. That's a child of God. I see the mark. I see the blood. I can't unfold my plan. Come on, you've got to understand who you are in God. You are not a weakling. You are not a pushover. You're a child of God. You don't have to be beat up. You don't have to be tortured. You don't have to be tormented. You need to tell hell, this is who I am. I'm a child of God. So identity is imperative. You don't understand who you are. Hell will do anything he wants to do with you. You've got to understand who I am in God. Secondly, when you say so, you are using or exercising the level of authority that God put inside of your spirit. Devil, you can't do this because I said so. Devil, you can't touch this. See, too many of us are letting the devil draw the line in the sand. God said, no, you're the one with the ability to draw the line in the sand and say you can't cross this because I said so. Because I said so. I'm talking about your faith speaking. Hear me. Determined people don't back down. Determined people have a lot of fight in them. Determined people won't flee. I'm talking about somebody who's really determined to accomplish. There's some people I know of in churches. Now, this is where it becomes tedious and and. And tricky for pastors to navigate the different personalities because there are some people that have wonderful organizational skills. They are talented at getting the job done. 
but they leave bloody people in their path because they're determined people. They're going to get it done no matter the cost. They're going to get it done. It don't matter if they got to if they got to get rid of half the church. They're going to get the job done. Determined people don't back down. We need a level of determination in our spirit. I'm not going to pray once and hell tell me no and I'm just going to give up on it. I'm not going to believe for something and hell come and speak a word in my spirit and say no and give up on it. That's not what determination does. Determination says, hell, you may tell me no a hundred times. You may tell me no a thousand times. Everything around me may be screaming no, but I am a child of God. And I am the one who's going to stand until God moves in this situation. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violent, but the violent take it by force has to be something well up in your spirit. I'm not going to let hell rob me of what I'm believing for. I'm not going to let hell rob me of the things that God put inside of my spirit. Everything around you may be screaming no, but your faith has to scream back yes. One guy said it's not the size of the dog in the fight that counts, but the size of the fight in the dog. Understand with me tonight, you have to have a backbone and declare plainly I said so you see God honors boldness boldness I I remember had a young person one time when I was youth pastor there was a man in the church had a stroke had an aneurysm paralyzed on one side of his body and he was he his memory his speech a lot of different areas of his body was affected and one night, Holy Ghost was moving, and the man sat over here, and, and several of us gathered around him, and we began to pray. And, and that young boy, he was probably around 16 or 17 years old, maybe. And uh, in the middle of that prayer, he spoke up and said, In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, you talk about bold. I know grown men that won't do that. And, and, and the man, he tried, he tried, he tried, and nothing happened. He come up to me after service. He said, man, I feel so ashamed. I'm so embarrassed. I thought, I really thought that that man would be healed. I really thought that, that he could get his, his miracle that night. I said, don't you dare beat yourself up just for a moment. I said, that is faith. And you never know what God can do until you're willing to be bold in your prayers. Until you're willing to say something that nobody else is willing to say. We need that type of boldness to get a hold of us. We need that type of boldness to come upon us in our prayers. God, it may look impossible, but I'm going to say so anyhow. I'm going to say so. I'm going to some of you've been praying a long time for some things and you haven't, you haven't got an answer. You haven't heard anything and hell is beating you up. It's time to tell hell it ain't over because I said so. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the outcome looks like. I don't care what my family says. I have the word and the word is so. Elijah had enough faith and was bold enough to say, it ain't going to rain. God didn't tell him that. 
He didn't have a word from God. He just had enough faith to stand up and say, it ain't going to rain because I said so. Don't tell me God doesn't honor bold prayers. God honored the man of God. He said it. I'm going to honor it. And it didn't rain until the word of the Lord came to Elijah and then prayed for rain and it rained. But God honors bold, big prayers. Mary, come up to Jesus and said, we're out of wine. He said, what's that got to do with me? My time has not yet come. And she had enough boldness and enough faith to look at those servants. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Let me just add this. Because I said so. You see, she had a level of authority. And Jesus moved before it was time to move. You know what that tells me? That tells me that you can force God's hands in some situations. Not all the time. But God honors faith. And God honors boldness. God honors a tenacity that says, I've not given up on this. I know what everything else around me is dictating. But I am going to believe that God is still able to move in this situation. You say, preacher, I struggle with this, and I struggle with this mindset, and I struggle with an inferiority, and I struggle with an insecurity. Honey, understand this. When you have authority, there is a confidence that comes about in your spirit, not because of anything you do, but because of who God is and who you are in God. It's as simple as saying the word so, because I said so. I, I used to ask my parents, why can't I do this? Why can't you give me this? I know I, y'all think I was, I was a meek young kid, but I had a little defiant temper. I had, I had a little bit. God had to put me on the wheel as I got older and do a little shaping in my life. I used to come back. I used to come back to my parents time and time again. You know what their favorite response was? Because I said so. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to agree with it. And frankly, nothing you say can change my mind. Because I am the one with the authority in the house. Now, the enemy may come at you and say, well, why this and why that? But you've got to understand who you are in God. And you've got to be willing to look at him and say, because I said so. You can't go any further. You can't get my mind. You can't get my kids. You can't bust up my marriage. You can't go any further because I said so. Stand with me right now all over this building. Come on, I want you to start thinking of the things you're praying about. And say, hell, you can't do no more damage because I said so. Hell, you can't move any further because I said so. You can't do any more to my family. You can't do any more to my body because I said so. In the name of Jesus, let the redeemed 
Let the redeemed. That's anybody full of the Holy Ghost. Baptized in Jesus' name. You have a level of authority that hell cannot contradict. I, I believe tonight God was trying to convey to you and I just exactly who you are in God. You're not a spiritual weakling. You're not someone who is inferior to hell. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we put God and the devil on the same playing field. And we think of God as being the force of goodness and righteousness. And the devil as being the force of unrighteousness. But God and Satan are not opposites. Bad is the opposite of good. Evil is the opposite of righteousness. Dark is the opposite of bright. But if if Satan were to be the opposite of God, then that means he would have the same ability, knowledge, and presence as God, but used for a different purpose. Now, God is all-powerful. Satan's not. God is ever-present. Satan's not. God is all-knowing. Satan's not. God knew your tomorrow before you woke up today. God knew your next year before you took your first breath. God looked at the landscape of your life. The Bible says, as thy days are, so shall thy strength be. You know what that tells me? That tells me that God looked at your life and tallied up your days. And he looked at every heartache. He looked at every trial. He looked at every situation. And he said, how much strength will they need to fulfill their days? As thy days are, so shall thy strength be. So God knows all of this about your life. But understand me, Satan's knowledge of your life and of your tomorrow is equal with your knowledge of tomorrow. Satan hasn't been to your next year. He hasn't been to your next decade. Satan is watching your life unfold. And all he has is a plan for your life. All he's got is a list, a plan that he's trying to orchestrate. You know what I've learned in life about plans? One thing will throw the plan out the window. It's when something happens that you didn't expect. And if you want hell to throw his plan out the window... You do something he never expected you to do. You take a stand. You say, rejoice not against me. By God, I feel a boldness rising up in this place. Because there's some of you that's going to walk out of here. And hell ain't going to beat you up any longer. Hell ain't going to run a rough shot over you any longer. It's time for the redeemed to take a stand. I wonder.
here tonight, if you've got enough faith to step out of your pew and make your way down to the front of the altar, there's some things you've been praying about. There's some things that you've been pleading about. It's time to tell hell you can't go any further. You can't mess with it anymore. you got to take your hands off because I said so. Because I said so. Yeah, right now, it's time. It's time right now. It's time for a turnaround. It's time for a turnaround. Because I said so. Because I said so. Because.